Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Hover and Pingdom. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com. I'm joined tonight by my fellow rocket scientists, Brianna Wu, Democratic <laughs> candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, senior cloud developer advocate at Microsoft, Woo! which is definitely a title. I remembered it for like two weeks straight, and then... You did. I was so proud of you. You know I mean, why? Look, it's because I've been reading about this Intel thing, and the other information is gone. Our, our brains are not uh, good enough. We're going to get to that second, but yeah, no, I'm with oh you because my, like, my brain is is not speculative processing. I'm, I'm not... I don't even know. <laughs> can, before, before we start talking about tech, can I... Before we start talking about that, can I tell you guys, I, I found a new gem here in Dedham because I moved to Paul Thoreau's, like, former city. <laughs> and I joined Orange Fitness Gym here. And it is... Have you guys ever done this? Because it is like, oh my God, it kicked my butt like five million different ways. And today I like can't even move up the stairs. It's so bad. I have never... I have not done that thing. Oh God. It's like CrossFit, but worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what happened to me? CrossFit, but worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CrossFit, yeah, that's that's garbage. Last time I went to yeah. yoga, I experienced like yoga complete bliss. Like I could not stop giggling. It was very weird. Um, wow. So if you want an Orgasma exercise that doesn't had. like kill your body. Well, the yoga. problem is with this, they figured out how to gamify it oh, and no. make it like a video game with a leaderboard oh, that's up oh, no. as you're doing it. So it's like you get points for keeping in the correct target heart range and like there's sensors hooked up to your body as you're doing it. And I'm like, yeah, that girl next to me is going down. Like, I would be so doomed. doomed. That's yeah. what Flywheel does. Like SoulCycle doesn't do that, but Flywheel does. And yeah. that's why I prefer SoulCycle to Flywheel because... I don't want to be gamified, if I'm being honest. That's yeah. also one of the reasons why I think I'm going to build my own poor man's um, Pelotron instead of like buying like yes. the expensive one. Yeah. Because A, I don't want to spend two grand on a bike and then pay like a subscription fee. That seems dumb, right? What is a yeah. Pelotron? Um, I, it, it's this uh, rich person's um, in-home soul cycle. I'm rich thinking about buying bicycle. one. I'm thinking about buying one. I will admit. I well, okay, admit. but I read, okay. but, but before you do that, Brie, I read somebody, I, and I talked to my friend saying he did this too, who have successfully taken regular um, spin bikes, added a couple of sensors to them, and then used an iPad and the Peloton app that you can pay $20 a month for or whatever oh. um, to get almost the exact same experience. The only thing you don't get is you don't get the leaderboard and you don't get something else, but it's really minor. And like, I would honestly prefer not to have the leaderboard. You don't, yeah, you don't want the leaderboard because anyway. I, don't, I would, I would rather honestly not be gamified if I'm being completely honest. Because yeah. I, I, you know, and and I'm fine with the on-demand classes. Like, I don't need to like have the live classes or whatever. Who cares? Yeah, no, so, I'm hundred. I'm right there with you. For me, it's like I just want something I can because my campaign schedule is so grueling. Right. I want to like roll out of bed and be able to suck down coffee while getting a workout. <laughs> okay, to go I, get will, more I, stuff I will find done. a blog that shows you how to build your own Peloton. And yeah. I will send it to you because I'm going to okay. do one myself, but I will send it to you because my friend saying this with his and he's even told me he was like, you can use my account. Wow. Um, so he's going to be like Uncle Sang, you know, like Aunt Christina is to Simone for TV. Sang oh. will be for me and, 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 and um, cycle classes. But yeah, I'll send, um, I'll that send my you, way. That's a great send idea. For sure. Love it. Love it. Because I've already got a great bike. So, yeah, so if you're a good bike, then you don't need to spend more money on an identical bike. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. 
identical smart bike. Let's talk about something that is <laughs> deeply unfun. <laughs> oh. Okay, last week we talked about uh, the fact that um, your iPhone might be getting slower if you have an iPhone 6 or 6S and, and now a 7 um, or 7 Plus uh, because Apple has updated the firmware on the OS and those things and said that if um, your battery is below a certain amount of health that in um, in order to, for the battery not to shut down in the middle of, of doing an operation, Apple would slow down the processor. And we talked actually like hours before they announced changes, so which kind of negated our conversation. We talked last week about um, the issue and about how um, a lot of it was uh, the optics of, of the situation were really bad because for years people have been saying – my iPhone is getting slower just as a new one comes out. And now you kind of have proof of that. Um, even if the rationale that Apple had behind why phones were getting slowed down um, was good. And we'd actually said that Apple should be very clear about what it's doing and maybe giving an option to turn things on or off in the settings. And we also said that, um, you know, the pricing um, and the ability to upgrade your battery should be easier and that you should be able to get your battery replaced regardless of its health cycle. Um, and that it shouldn't cost whatever it costs. And Apple has kind of answered uh, our request, don't you guys think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it's clear they listened to the show and they followed our advice <laughs> word for word. So. Yeah, it's just I a like matter that, that, that literally an hour, an, an hour after we recorded, uh, they were able to do that stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it was coincidental, but um, there has been follow-up <laughs> well, on that. Well, the thing so. is that, that Tim Cook, you know, is, has hacked my computer and he listens to all my Skype calls, so... Like we we all know what happened here, but yeah, they they basically and they included a thing in the statement which I, I liked uh, explaining how batteries age, which I thought was great, and I, I think you could read it as kind of snide, but also, yeah, like people don't know it is useful information, and it's an oversight I think of tech people to to think that it's obvious what is happening behind the scenes there. So I thought it was a great touch that they added that in. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that was accurate. One thing I would kind of, again, that I still kind of called question to is, is even though Apple was very apologetic, and I mean, it's worth pointing out that there have been a lot of lawsuits um, uh, <laughs> thrown at them from thence. And and I'm sure that has had something to do with the um, fast result, right? Because they, they'd made some comments and then they very swiftly, it was almost like, okay, We've had the holiday, and now we're we're coming back, and we're we're making the right kind of statements to to get things um, handled appropriately, which is fair, and, and which is as it should be, right? And I, and I, I applaud them for that. Um, I do still want to push back on some of the people who've said, "Oh, well, Apple told us this was happening when they announced these updates last February." <laughs> yeah, no, that's nope. not what they did. They briefed a few a few reporters on some power changes, but none of this information was there. It was absolutely, I think, like not avoided necessarily, but it wasn't part of the coverage. Like people didn't know this was happening. Um, and, and John Gruber brought up a good point on, and in, in one of his blog posts uh, this week where he was kind of saying, you know, people are, are making hay about unrelated issues saying, Oh, well, what are they trying to hide? And then they're bringing up the, you know, well, they have been slowing your phone down for years thing. Um, and said, you know, people, he says, you know, lazy reporters are going to be milking this for years. I agree with him, except I'm going to I'm going to actually push back a little bit. Lazy reporters absolutely will milk this for years, but I think that it is a valid thing. Unfortunately, this is a fair thing for Apple's going to have to deal with for a long time, which is that the, you know, the saying was always we slow down your phone so you buy a new one, even if the intention was good because of how it was handled because it wasn't ever explained to anyone. Mm -hmm. That is how it was. 
they've come through. They're doing now $29 battery replacements, which is great if you're in the area of an Apple store. It's less great if you're in parts of the world um, or parts of the country who doesn't have easy access to an Apple store. But like that's all very good, right? Um, they're saying they'll replace it for you even if your battery health isn't showing what their um, levels say is, is dire replacement. Mm-hmm. These are all good things. Um, but because of the the secrecy beforehand, I, I do think, unfortunately, and I think they're going to have to own this, there is going to be a lack of, of, of trust from a, a certain sector of, uh, of consumers. Not everyone, of course. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be certain consumers who are going to be distrusting for a long time. And that's just that's just the breaks. You know, when you mess up, that's what happens. Now, when, you, yeah. when we talk about what Apple said to reporters last spring, do you how, how do you partition responsibility in that case between because reporters didn't write it up and Apple maybe didn't clearly state what was happening. So where, where does responsibility lie in this case? Well, a couple of issues. One, I think even if you were briefed on some of the updates, if Apple were to say we've made some power enhancements and we're to frame it in such a way that this is going to make sure that you always have enough power and and that our reporting is is general, you might not think that this is something worth reporting. You might think this is a good thing and and, and this is maybe some PR speak, right? Mm -hmm. If Apple's not directly telling you now we are going to shut off phones or not shut off phones, but we're going to slow down phones, if they don't Mm -hmm. explicitly tell you that that's what's happening, I don't know how a reporter is supposed to report that. Now, if they do tell you we're going to slow down phones and you don't report it, that's a problem, right? Yeah. I think the secondary thing is that only a few outlets even got that briefing on some of the power stuff. And I think it was just kind of literally buried in the footprint. And the the original response – from some people, I don't know if Apple was behind it or not. I don't want to speculate. I, I really don't. Was oh, well, we we knew about this. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't. We we we, we didn't yeah, actually. A story I think about a lot with with this. Um, you know, I can't remember which model iPhone it was. I think it was the iPhone six to the iPhone six plus. And uh, it was right. It was when they added three D touch to it. And the phone physically weighed like a little bit more, like it had to because of the extra sensor in the glass. And everybody knew it. But if you talk to Apple PR about it, they would just spout the same answer. And a lot of people reported on this. The iPhone 6S you know, weighs exactly what the 6 weighed because mm-hmm. they knew if they didn't that the, the line the press was going to run with was – Apple's like phone is heavier, you know, like <laughs> Apple, Apple's new iPhone failure. It's so much heavier and they're trying to control like these expectations. But it's like, as you said, Christina, they did it in a way that just really, you know, they're going to their friends, like the people they really kind of trust to cover this stuff. But, you know, it's, it's because these aren't people that really hold Apple to, you know, like investigative standards. Do you know right. what I mean? No, so, totally. I mean, well, as you yeah. said, they're going to their, they're going to their friends. They're not looking at people yeah. who are trying to be critical and that's fine. Right. I'm not, yeah. you know, that's your PR strategy. That's your PR strategy. Um, but I think it's, it's disingenuous for anybody in the press to say, Oh, well, we knew because yep. no, we didn't. Honestly, we mm-hmm. didn't. And if we had it, the story would not have blown up the way that it was. It was something that most people were not pressed on. And I would venture to go one step further. I would say that even the people that were briefed on whatever the, enhancements were to iOS 10 point whatever, it was not made clear that this is what was happening Yep, with mm-hmm. the power scenario. Um, I think that they were probably trying to spin it in a way, and, and this is what ends up happening, but I think they probably spun it in a way that said, oh, well, you know how 
those batteries on, you know, how people who had an iPhone 6S and we had to replace those batteries, you know, how those systems shut off randomly in the middle of, of, of usage. Well, that's not going to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. They didn't go one step further and say, well, the reason it's not happening because is because we're we recognized, slowing down when the load of we're slowing down, work is heavy. Right. Yeah. Uh, be, because we've recognized that these batteries have, you know, have, have basically ceased being, you know, they have diminished capacity. It, precisely. Um, I don't think that that's – so I, I think that it might have been something that says, oh, well, you know, this won't happen now, which is great. But they didn't go one step further and say, but there this is, is why cost. it's not happening. <laughs> there is a cost. And, and the and invisible because I, cost. Of- because I looked through anybody who claimed to cover that and there was literally no mention. I mean it was kind of said, oh, you know, it, battery improvements, whatever. Most people are not going to read battery improvement as my battery's better, my phone's slower because that's yeah. not what you think. Yeah, yeah, um, that's no, maybe very true. you should, but that's that's not how you think about it. And 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 I think that a lot of us, myself included, I, I hadn't even thought about a software update. You know, clocking the, the phone processor down. I mean, obviously it could, and that would be a way to save battery life, but that hadn't even occurred to me. And so, you know, again, as I said uh, at the offset, I mean, the the um, the optics which are bad are that. The, the rumor, which has always been untrue, and, and even now it is untrue. It, it is not mm-hmm. a fair statement, but, but, but it's always been the thing that detractors could say, oh, well, your, your old iPhone gets slow as soon as the new one comes out, even though that's not true in terms of what happened, because there's enough truth there, it sticks. And I do feel like you can apologize, which they did, and they did a very good apology. You can take care of customers. You can do very inexpensive battery recalls. They're saying that it's through the end of 2019 or 2018. I think they should extend that further, frankly. I think make that your new price. Um, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna own this, then own it. Yep. Make, make yeah. twenty nine dollars your new price. Yeah, no, because like presumably that. it's still gonna it's gonna be a problem for batteries in in the future. Like it's just a thing that happens. It's and, not going to stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and look, you can you I mean, can, don't you think we're gonna like not that far away from a battery breakthrough? I mean, I <laughs> sure, and then then it might be different because it's a different kind of battery. But yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. until we get there, but until we get there, I mean, but but it's a few years off, right? Minimum, it's a few years off. So I say I say lower the price. I mean, your 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 markup on these things is already really high um, as ev- evidenced by the fact that iFixit you know lowered their battery kit prices to Apple's level now I I don't know Ooh. anything about iFixit's um, you know mechanics or anything about like their, their margins or anything but I can't imagine that if they were gonna lose money on battery kits that they would lower the price right yeah so obviously um, these batteries are high margin items and so a $29 repair um, is is in a you know they're, they're still gonna make their money on it so I say just and even if you lose money on it, you make enough money other places. Just make that your price. Just make twenty nine dollars your battery replacement fee. If anything, that's a, an advantage over Samsung and, and HTC and, and Google and, and, and anybody else is to say I can go into a you know one of them hundreds hundreds of different stores and get my battery replaced for twenty nine bucks. Um, but you know I, they they handled it really well. I'm I'm happy with with the response. I think it was yeah. the correct response. It was contrite. Yep. It was so good. that's your message, Tim Cook. If you're yep. you're listening to this call, <laughs> no, I, I, I know you are, Tim. You're out there. Christina. No, I, I approve. Yes. No, I was just going to say, and then I'll shut up. I was just going to say they handled it really well. But the reality is, is that this is going to be. I, I feel like a black mark that people not just haters, but people are going to use and the people are going to think about, unfortunately, for a long time. And it's going to, people, they're going to have to re-earn some trust, I, that I think. That ties us into the next statement of double standards for Apple when it comes to security. So let's get into this Actually, next Actually, I wanted to tell yeah. you all that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by our friends at Hover. Oh, yes. I love them. I love Hover too. I have a, my, uh, I have a, a dot in my C domain with them, even though I no longer live in oh, NYC. Oh, no. Don't tell anyone. You gotta, yeah, you have to keep it. Maybe get the dot 
see one also. So oh, with yeah, Hover, I, I, you can I'm find I'm the domain name that shows it. the world, who you are, and what you're passionate about. Christina, you're passionate about New York City and I am Taylor Swift existing. Brie, what are you passionate yes. about? I am passionate about Porsche sports cars Porsche. and running for office. Okay. Let's see if I can look up Porsche <laughs> and follow I'm on hover.com right now. I'm looking. Yeah, oh, there yeah. you go. My Porsche online.com. <laughs> $12.99. Awesome. Oh, my God. If yeah. you were, okay. If you were a mom, you could get Porsche.mom. But maybe oh you my could be. God. The, oh, no, Brie, I found the one for you. I found the one for you. Porsche.ceo. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. I guess for, yeah. They have a dot mom address now. There's I a love dot mom. That. More dot importantly, mom. there's a dot rodeo. And Is I want a dot con because that could be either congressman or con artist, and both of them yeah, work. That that would be awesome. Brianna.con, honestly, dot would be great. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like that would work on two levels, right? Yeah, let me no, see. I love okay, it. oops. I just you're scamming us or you're representing us. I, yeah. I'm happy with both. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking this up right now okay no i can't find i can't easily google that can i tell you guys i had to call hover uh last week and i had the most absolutely delightful conversation with them and do you know that thing where you call technical support and you've got someone that's reading from a script that's not what hover is even a little bit. I had someone that, you know, it was actually, uh, it was a younger woman that I was talking to. And honestly, one of the most knowledgeable tech support professionals I've ever spoken with in my entire career. And she was just super friendly and very helpful and ultimately just hyper knowledgeable, like talking about like DNS stuff, like past a point that even I understood it. So it was just first rate service. I cannot say enough good things. Hmm. And they have, over 400 domain name extensions so basically customize it however you want and they also offer free who is privacy so that you can protect your information so if you want to experience this show the world what you're passionate about you can go to hover.com slash rocket and get 10 percent off your first purchase that is h-o-v-e-r.com slash rocket 10 percent off thank you so much hover for your support of rocket and really fm I always love messing with their their search. It, no, there's same. like so many possibilities. So now we are going to discuss uh, a thing that uh, makes me uncomfortable because even Christina Warren said, "Wow, this is complicated." So <laughs> no, you guys, this is really complicated. You guys, really I, mean, I, I don't even remark- really I don't even. I'm, I'm not even going to front. Like I don't even remotely understand half of what. I mean, I get the basics, but I don't even like. It's so above my head. It's really complex. Well, I'm going to try to. I'm going so to get talk about it. I'm going to get the basics out, and then I'm going to ask you to like go through and redline my statements. So <laughs> there's a bug. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bug in Intel chips that basically allows processes that don't have uh, like high privileges, low privilege processes to access memory in certain situations on on your computer's kernel so that they can read sensitive information, potentially like passwords, like encryption keys um, and other stuff uh, to do with applications that you might have. Yeah. Simplification. 
No, that's pretty accurate. So basically, there's a massive bug in Intel chips, and we should say they go back about 10 years, although if you have a Skylake or a newer processor, it's not as impacted. That basically could allow somebody who has, you know, and it would be, it, it's not like this would be an easy exploit, but somebody could craft a certain type of malware that would be able to access your kernel access memory to get access to protected information, whether you want it to or not. It's a very low-level type of bug. Mm-hmm. Right. And as a result, that means that it has the potential to be really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So I practiced explaining this to my husband to try to explain oh. it to Rocket listeners. So can I, can I give yes, it a please, go please like, do. talking please, about this? Girl, please, I beg you. Okay, okay. so look, back in the day, like if you had a Super Nintendo, right? Think about the Super Nintendo or even NES and the Game Genie working with it. That worked because you had direct memory addresses. Like the the variable for your health is always in the same place. The sprites that needed to be on screen, like they go to a direct memory address. Like everything is known. That worked really well for an NES. But, you know, like every modern operating system for, God, well, how long, Christina, like 20 years, like a really long time. 25, has used, yeah. Yeah, has used a virtual virtual memory. And one of the advantages to this is you can have protected memory states. So like core uh, you know, system kernel processes, you know, that can be in one place and everywhere it's going to like write directly to that protected memory. So like if you have Windows operating system over here and then Brianna's awesome malware over here, <laughs> these are two separate running processes and it's going to go to each one. Um one of the things that we've done is like to to like track where all those variables go. You have uh, basically uh, page tables, right? It's like a bunch of metadata that says where everything is in your virtual memory. Uh, and for very complicated reasons, that has essentially been split in two in moderate, modern uh, chip architecture. Right. So you've got – so one of the ways that they do that where you've got like this – your page table split in half, they use that metadata to classify these processes into many, many kinds of different processes, but only two are relevant to this. You've got ring zero processes, which are like system mega important processes. And then you've got ring three processes, which are like user uh, processes. So Brianna's awesome malware would be like a ring three process. Uh, modern computing has tried to find a way, like we're always trying to find a way to optimize things, writing faster and faster and faster. So one of the ways we've done this is with uh, predictive, uh, predictive uh, processing. And what it does is it goes, hey, you know, I think that you're probably about to write up here to, to memory. So I'm going to go check out our, uh, you know, check out our memory and make sure it's all clear for you. And that usually works out well most of the time because it just um, it finds nothing is there. It finds that space is free, and it lets everybody go ahead. What these two bugs uh, manage to do is if you're going up there and a page, uh, a ring three process is trying to predictively you know, figure out where it needs to write, and it goes up there to a ring zero process, there are ways it can actually read that data. So, you know, this is where Intel's like statement on this, like, as far as we understand, people can't change your data. That is true. But, you know, as I understand this, this is really bad for government systems. It's particularly bad for uh, cloud computing for reasons we'll get into later. But um, that's basically it. Like it lets, uh, 
basically malware has a theoretical potential of reading you know protective memory i would love to know more about the cloud computing aspect of it because that so it doesn't it won't generally affect most people is what exactly you say yeah so right. This so this isn't in, like well, we probably should have led with that. Yeah, this isn't a like, panic look, scenario like some of the other um, malware that we have talked about on the show. This is a very sort of a more abstract thing. Yes, I mean it'd be something that that even you know uh, the before everybody's applying the patch, but even if if you hadn't, it would be difficult in some ways for maybe somebody to write something for it. But yeah, if you're a regular you know Mac or Windows or Linux user at this point. You have an update. Windows 10 issued an update as we record this hours ago, an automatic update, and the update for Windows 7 and Windows 8 users will come out um, on Tuesday, so four days from from when you hear this. Um, and um, Mac OS already has the update, and most uh, the Linux kernel has already adopted a patch, and so your your Linux distro should already have this update too. So if you're a regular user, you're good, you're safe. The problem is if you work in the enterprise or if you work with like cloud computing, right. the fix that this does, as Brie was kind of explaining, now means that this, because we can no longer trust this memory to kind of go in advance, that will slow things down. And depending on on what's happening and what the process is, it could be a lot slower, like 25 or 30% lower. Um Again, regular people are probably not going to see any performance degradation because the processes that they do on their computers are not the sorts of things that will be impacted by this. Mm-hmm. But if you are a cloud computing uh, company, so if you're if you're Amazon or if you're Microsoft, my employer, and and, and a full disclosure, um, I, I I work in the cloud and, and enterprise um, team. Um, I don't know what's happening. You know, I don't know any details on Azure except that it was already updated. Um, but I don't know anything about performance costs other than what uh, Microsoft has published on its blog. I have no clue. Um, but, you know, there is the potential, depending on what's being done, that this could slow things down um, in, in virtualization uh, experiments uh, especially. And that's because typically when servers are virtualized, you're creating lots of, like, mini computers all in the same system. And that's more efficient because you know, uh, you don't need to use all that processing power for one person's site or one person's use cases. And you can um, uh, adjust the, the the VM or the container to take up the resources it needs and, and grow as it expands. But that means you have multiple kernel processes. And that does mean you kind of rely on this, this speculative um, uh, com- uh, computing stuff and, and, and this sort of memory management. And so if that is not there, you could potentially see a performance hit as kernel tasks are going to take longer to, to perform. Um, yeah. How much? We're not sure. Again, you know, Skylake and later processors aren't impacted, but every cloud company is different, and what types of, of system you're on might be different. Um, and if you're on, especially, I would say, kind of a, a you know, a, a non kind of name brand, you know, like cloud host or a custom kind of build, you might be on older processors, you don't know. And we, we honestly don't have enough information to see how bad it is, but the potential could be not insignificant. Um, as I said, Microsoft has come forward and, and released a blog and has said that, you know, the performance stuff that they're seeing is, is not, um, you know, impactful, but of course, for some people, I am sure it will be. Um, there are also some networking things. They say that it, that it might have some sort of impact, but that there's a free service that you can enable that should mitigate that. 
Amazon hasn't, uh, as of last time I checked, uh, by the time you listen to this, I'm sure this will be different, hasn't released an update. But there have been some anecdotal remarks from people on Hacker News because Amazon started restarting EC2 instances last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago, I guess I should say, Ooh. because they've known about these patches for a while. Uh, you know, the way that these embargoes work is that companies are, are given access. They start patching things. That's why Azure was already patched. That's why this Amazon is the best the case scenario. Patched. Like, like everything was handled yeah. right here. Absolutely. Every and company fact, knew happened, about it. They're issuing things. We don't know that the, the vulnerability has been exploited. And right. And, and Intel and has issued a only, statement. The only unknowns we have is what the performance hit is. That's yeah. really the only unknowns. Because we, but what we do know is that all the manufacturers were working together. That's why all these patches are there. That's this is proper disclosure. The only thing that was kind of um, some people were mad about is that the register wrote their story because they saw commits to the kernel, um, uh, the, the Linux kernel, and some other things, and they started making guesses about what this could be without really knowing what the scenario was. And there were yeah. a number of people who had been part of the embargo and couldn't write anything about it oh. um, or, or maybe couldn't write directly about it and say, well, this is what the scenario is. So they had to wait until a certain period of time to to release it. But no, everybody worked in concert together and, and this is the right way for things to be done. Anyway, what I'm saying is that there was a Hacker News report I saw that there was some significant you know, additional CPU usage, at least in, in some Amazon instances. And and I have no reason to believe that that wouldn't be untrue for other cloud providers. But again, it depends on what you're doing and, and uh, you know, the the age of, of your server and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this is where I think it has the big potential is, is, is in the cloud and in enterprise where you have lots and lots of servers that are probably not, you know, Skylake or newer. Um, and and that, that's the problem. This really shows, it shows a breakdown, I think, of chip design. And uh, it's worth taking a step here and saying, like, I sure have had a lot of AMD people tweeting me today, kind of gloating a bit. And I just want to say, you're just as susceptible. Like, this has been uh, theoretically <laughs> shown to hit your machines, too. Why? But, Why are you they know, tweeting at you? Well, like, I why would the they think that of, they hmm, whatever? I made the mistake of uh, spouting a technical opinion on Twitter, Hubris. which is a very bad Sue. idea. Yes, um, no, um, I I do think that this like I've known people that work on Intel and you know work on these roadmaps and. Intel is a hard company to work for. Like they really push their engineers very hard and they have that roadmap. And I think like what we're kind of seeing here is um, kind of the flaws in like chips being developed, right? Like they come forward and they're like, okay, well, hey, we can split this in two. What a great idea. This will make it faster. This will make it better. Oh, (laughs) what a great idea. We can do predictive things here. Oh, we can get rid of productive memory. We can just like, you know, split it up into different chunks here. And every step along the way, the problem is like this whole beautiful idea of protected memory back in the 90s. Like now (laughs) it just has, it has holes built in it. And that is, that is, it's natural. But what my really big question is here is, it's as she said, Simone, everything went right. Like security researchers found it, patches were applied ahead of time. Um, But you know, even with this best case scenario, I think it really shows just how vulnerable any modern system is. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. in the in in the last Neil Stevenson book I wrote, I read rather. Um <laughs> you know, the, the Brianna Wu confirmed for Neil Stevenson's right. ghostwriter. I'm reporting I it did. now. 
the the rise and fall of Dodo. Uh, they're trying to make like an Uber Uber secure system, and because of that, they go back to the eighties, like DOS, yeah, like a, yeah, like they they uh, fork DOS and like do a better version of it because like you can actually go through and check every single component of it back then. I mm-hmm. think this whole thing just shows like you know to a certain extent this is like a security house of cards and. You know, no modern computer is really ever going to be secure. Yeah, our technology is wonderful, but uh, it comes with huge loopholes just by virtue of how connected everything is. My question was regarding the potential slowdown. Um, if there is a, a slowdown, is that something that is because this is an initial patch to the problem? Or is it that could potentially be fixed later? Or is would it be a permanent state? I, I I think that it would be. I, I think it would be permanent state. I don't want to speak definitively on that. They might be able to mitigate things in some ways, but I think that the way that they're solving the problem is to disable a feature that was previously able to get better performance. Mm-hmm. Okay. That said, that 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 said, we're, when you look at the next generation of chips, or even as we said, Skylake and newer chips, they don't have some of these issues. Mm-hmm. So you, this is hardly you know helpful for all the. <laughs> you know, millions of server farms and people who have existing enterprise systems now. But if you're building a cluster in, say, you know, 2020, in theory... Then your you life know, is great. It's not, in 2020, right. we're not going to have any problems. Well, we might not have a country because somebody pressed their big button, but... Oh, God. Oh. I'm hey. sorry. I didn't mean to be political. I'm sorry. That was just... No, yeah. no, no. You're just it's adding fine. a cherry onto the, the fun, fun, most just fun topic topical. that has ever been on Rocket. We are actually going to get to We're going to come back to this at what are you doing this week? Because yeah. I have something to say about oh, that. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, yes. let me let you know first that this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Pingdom, where you can start Woo-hoo. monitoring... Oh, this is a great, great sponsor. Yeah. You can start monitoring your websites and servers today at pingdom.com slash RelayFM. That is P-I-N-G-D-O-M dot com slash RelayFM, the name of this network. And you do that, you get a 14-day free trial. And when you enter offer code ROCKET at checkout, you get 30% off your first invoice. So again, that's to get the deal at RelayFM. And then when you like press the button that says, yes, I want it, then the code is ROCKET. Pingdom is focused on making the web faster and more reliable for everyone who has a website. They let you monitor your website constantly so that you can make sure it is always up. Every page is accessible as long as you want it to be accessible. You can monitor the availability and performance of your server, your database website. It's all a breeze. And they do this by using more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site to check its availability as often as every minute. So if you have dependencies on your website, like search functionality or logins or checkouts, all these kinds of like little parts that things, bad things could happen to, Pingdom is great because it lets you just make sure that all those moving parts are smooth as they should be. Nobody is encountering a problem in one part of that process, which is a horrible thing when you get to checkout or something and nope, nope, sorry, like Mm, how do you come back from that? You don't come back from that. You need to monitor it and make sure it's working all the time. Don't let stuff <laughs> break. Pingdom detects more than uh, like 13 million outages every day. Wow. No, sorry. Every month, every month, every month, every month, 13 million, 400,000 every day. Those are both large numbers yes. that I can read. 
<laughs> so basically, <laughs> thank you, Pinkdom. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for protecting the internet from being down. Uh, again, you can go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM for a 14-day free trial. At the end of the trial, use offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 30% off your first invoice. Thank you so much, Pingdom, for your support of the show and Relay FM. This is my favorite story of oh, ever. And this is so oh. good. Honestly, there, there's there's only one component that we can't really talk about on the show that would make this even better about, about <laughs> this company. Um, By the end of this story, you're going to have gone there. I'm sure I will have, but but I love the story. Please, please tell us, Simone, because this was such a gift. Snapchat had oh. the most opulent, extraordinary $4 million New Year's Eve party. $4 million just for the venue. Just for it? Oh. <laughs> okay. Because, because Evan paid out of pocket for Drake and whoever else performed. Oh, 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 God. So, okay, $4 million for the venue from Snapchat. Evan Spiegel, which 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 in disclosure was the the, the Microsoft, Microsoft Theater, Theater. Microsoft formerly Theater. known as Nokia Theater LA Live. But, and what but did they Microsoft do to Theater. that area? What they did uh, to that area for the the length of this party was uh, block Snapchat from accessing <laughs> uh, location tags. They 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 basically just would not let people use Snapchat at the party at the Snapchat party. They also party. took their phones away. They also took their phones away. Yeah. So this is or, so or, or, step oh. one. Step one. Please don't use your phones at Snapchat's New Year's Eve party. Step two, people who brought their phones, they put tape over the camera so that they couldn't use their phones at Snapchat's New Year's Eve party. The contingency plan, of course, like blocking the area. There are no photos. There are signs saying no photos everywhere. People got wristbands. Uh Uh, reminding to remind them really glittery, beautiful wristbands to remind them that they shouldn't post photos. Um, oh my god! And, and, and how did we find out about this? Uh, we found out about oh. this because everyone at people the party posted, <laughs> Instagrammed it. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I love this. I love this so much. I love everything about this. Basically, you couldn't Snapchat at the Snapchat uh, New Year's Eve party. <laughs> I mean, part of me gets it because the optics do look really bad. That like this company that's kind of not going through a great time is, uh, you know, um, having this really opulent party. But on the other hand, they invited a lot of influencers. Now, apparently employees, and apparently they did this at the holiday party as well. And I can understand that employees who might have done this would be fired. I get that. But it wasn't just like this was an employee-only party. Like, they invited a lot of influencers. Drake was there. Drake was there Instagramming. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Drake is not going to not, you know, Insta-story his thing is like if he can't snap it, he's going to insta story. It's literally it. his also, job. <laughs> well, literally, there were a lot of other people who it is their job. Literally, they claim to be influencers. And like, what is the point of going to this hot party if you can't do it? So people, as you said, were using Instagram stories. Some people were even going as far as uploading their Instagram stories to their Snapchat account after the fact. Here's the thing. It, oh, so if I am. If somebody's going to be mad about Snapchat spending $4 million, it's Snapchat's investors who already know that they're spending $4 million on this party. If I am an average Joe, I want to see the cool pictures from the Snapchat party. And then I'd be like, Snapchat, what a cool brand. Or Snap, sorry, Snap Inc. What a cool brand that has cool parties and social cachet. I enjoy this. Like, they they gain nothing except now looking like kind of douchebags <laughs> oh they look they look even douchier than they've already looked and they've always looked douchey like let's be honest this has always been the broiest bro company that ever broed right like yep. like I, I know it was founded in in at stanford but like he's from los angeles like he is a complete like 
like LA like frat boy bro. All right. Like he I I Evan's that that's who Evan Spiegel is and that's who the company is. And fair enough. Like I'm not I've dated too many guys like this. I can't judge too harshly. <laughs> this is why I know this type because I've dated this type like extensively. Like I know this type of person. But but you're right, Simone. Like it looks bad. And part of me could almost understand it. The idea was, well, we want our guests, we want them to, to have privacy, right? Except that all the people you're inviting get paid by being public. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it's not like – Sometimes you would see like a Morgan Stanley or like 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 you know big banks, investment banks or whatever, where they would have kind of like a no camera thing because they don't want everybody to see them doing drugs and and getting <laughs> you know on with people who aren't their spouses. Like I get it, but this is not that sort of scenario. It's like literally you are trying to convince influencers to still care about your brand and and to use you first, and now you're saying they have to make money off it. They have to like yeah, build their image off, off it. it. And, and 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 you're saying you can't publicize that you're at the coolest party. Um, an alcohol-soaked carnival, right? Exactly, and you can't share it on Snapchat. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and the, like, the, instead, the fact though, that, oh, sorry, Instagram has a great day. Yes. No, I was just going to say Instagram had a great day. Yeah, the fact that they blocked the app from posting from that location is so amazing. Well, and in blocks around it. So, can you imagine if you were like near LA Live, just like on the street? And, and you're trying to post a snap and you're like, why is this not working? And like, it, 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 <laughs> they just so they built this digital funnel that just pushed people to Instagram for the night, which is amazing. So can I, so this, uh, the write-up of this is from the Daily Beast. Taylor Lawrence wrote it and she's yeah, a of wonderful she reporter. And I would like I to read her. this beautiful paragraph to you. The party sprawled across a large open courtyard flanked by bars and restaurants Snap had rented out, including Katsuya, Lucky Strike, Tom's Urban, Conga Room, and Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill. Those who dined at the latter retreated to a fixed menu of steak, salad, and cheesecake for dessert. Servers dressed in circus-like attire snaked through the party and distributed an unlimited supply of champagne and mini cupcakes. I'm mad that I wasn't invited. Uh, same. Diplo was I, I there. Mean, Dip, of course he was. Kevin Durant was there. Yeah. I feel like you should have been invited. Yeah. I'm I agree, sorry. You should have been there. You really got slighted, and I wish they respected you more. No, I mean, like I said, the only way this would be better, so like Evan Spiegel and his wife, Miranda Kerr, famously didn't have <laughs> yeah, premarital relations. Oh, I, I'm just sharing this. Go. And they, they famously didn't have premarital relations, which to me was shocking and hilarious because how do you not have premarital relations with with Miranda yeah. Kerr? Apparently it was at his behest, which wow. has as me with lots of questions, okay. right? Yes. No, I agree. <laughs> when I found this out, it was it was it was it was in uh the the, the, the London Times. Um I, I believe I screamed out loud and people in the Jezebel <laughs> pod next to me were like, What is happening? And then I literally ran over to Jezebel because it wasn't enough for Gizmodo. No, I like ran over to Jezebel. I was like, Have you seen this? And we all started like hyperventilating and cavelling. Um and um, anyway, she's pregnant now, so clearly they now that they're married have had relations. Good for them. But that's like the only way this would be better is that if 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 they were still saving themselves for one another, yes, and and and, and could either consummate the relationship nor celebrate um, New Year's Eve on Snapchat. That's the only what way. What if this it happened at the part? I wish that I wish to God that she weren't already pregnant. Because exactly. I would just she should have uh. conceived at the party, but 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 see, but then no one would know because you're not allowed to snap. Well, Drake was Although watching. I mean, as one does. But I mean, this is the thing. Like, he literally Snapchatted and Bitmojied his proposal, right? <gasps> like, 
but now I didn't know this, and I'm going to look it up on YouTube immediately. Yeah. But 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 do but now you're shy. Yeah, like, I, again, yeah. I wonder like, if like his he just didn't want his hometown priest to read about it and to judge him. Like he's going to call the priest. They, they they is like tell me about pastor, the alcohol soaked like, carnival that you didn't right. invite dude, me dude, to. It's, yeah, it's too true. late for that. You know what I mean? Like this is this is a bil- multi billion dollar company who's gone public and has had a really rough year. They know. Okay, they know. this is the part I want to talk about financially. So right before I read this story, I want to tell you guys what i was doing ah. i was enjoying my fabulous showtime subscription and i was watching the quality movie office christmas party uh-huh. which it's is very, very all quality. about a boss whose company is going bankrupt and he uses all of his money to spend on it on an incredibly expensive party in Fair. the hopes of like landing a big customer. And like he just <gasps> tapes the dollar bills all to his body underneath the Santa suit. Uh, by the way, it's played by somebody who has since been accused of some uh, very serious uh, uh. sexual assault crimes, which Fantastic. was very disturbing. But uh, anyway, just going to the movie, it's like, it's like, Snapchat, how much did they lose this quarter? Was it 134 million? Am I it remembering that, that yeah, correctly? It was, it was more than that, I think. But yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, although, look, again, um, right. they, they paid the $4 million for uh, the Microsoft Theater. Uh, Evan paid out of pocket for Drake and right. Diplo. Right. Um, Just like so, Office Christmas Party. Exactly. Exactly. Like well, that. Like he, yeah. paid, he paid his own money. I think you could argue to investors. I mean, I agree with you. The optics aren't great, but I think you could argue that if you're trying to win back attention of your influencers and get people, the models and the, the artists and the enthusiasts who have kind of said, um, you know, we have more of an audience on Instagram and they make it easier for us to track things. And so we're going to use them uh, to use Instagram stories instead. You could almost make the argument that says, well, this is how we win them back and, and you've got to spend money to make money. But again, to Simone's earlier point, you kind of kill that whole thing if you right. can't even promote yeah. your fam- your fancy right. fancy Christmas uh, New Year's Eve party. Like what the hell? Yeah, like what let people doing? snap about it. Show some statistics about how excited people are to see Snap. Like Snapchat pushes me a story, like a Snap story every freaking holiday. Push me a Snap Thank story you. showing the most decadent moments from your party. I like make me feel jealous that I don't work there yeah. and and that I'm and, and and that and that you told my colleague and friend JP that he was old even though he and Miranda are the same age. <laughs> oh no. Um oh. he's a, he, Evan Spiegel is a freaking jerk, man. Um and and seriously, again, like me, JP and Miranda are all the same age. And so if I'm old and I'm not saying I'm not, your wife is too, bro. Shut up. <laughs> um actual thing he said to people, like he's gross. But yeah, Terrible. but like if that's the, if that's the case, like like you said, like show this off. Don't do this whole well. You know we're going to keep this private thing. Like then that sh- just you look like you're Marissa Meyer at, at Yahoo trying to hide something because she didn't want everybody to know she spent you know five million dollars on her custom uh, Dorothy costume for the Wizard of Oz themed holiday <laughs> party. Like we get it, that was a bad look, right? Like and, and the Zamboni, like that was a bad look. We get it, but it's also like you're celebrating you know New Year's Eve with your employees and you had a lot of influencers there. I get it. Like I don't. I think it looks worse to hide it than than to, yeah. to spend yeah. the money, especially because yeah, you, you can't it. honestly hide anything like this in 2018. No, now exactly. Also, you are a freaking Los Angeles-based company. Did you really think that no one was going to pimp this? Did you really think people would keep this a secret? You are in Los Angeles, California. Really, <laughs> like no one in anywhere is going to keep it private, but especially no not in LA. Like, cameras are you serious? more than LA. Right. Exactly. It's like true. the only way this would have been like a better story, honestly, were if the Paul brothers were involved. Oh my god. 
I would die. I would literally implode right now. I, I would too because I mean because then we, yeah exactly that that whole Ugh. the whole Logan Paul drama. I'm glad we're not talking about it, but I kind of wanted to because it's yeah. so good. It's oh, so good. It's so terrible. Someday it's we're gonna awful, do a whole so yes. YouTube culture topic, and we're gonna get Julia on the show again because she's please been do because I have so out. many thoughts because I really I, I have to I'm admit, obsessed. I don't know him, but just. I feel like before, as I was reading the story, I saw the picture of him, and then I just knew the story just from the picture. Do you know <laughs> oh, totally. I mean? Well, he and his brother are the worst. But but oh. look, I mean, here's the messed up thing, and I'm, I don't want to talk about the the, the story. But I've always oh. liked Logan better than Jake. But then you saw this thing, and you're like, yeah, he's actually not yeah, really any better. Yeah. It's <laughs> not good. I mean, yeah. they're both good. terrible. Yeah. Well, all right. Oh. Let's talk about what we're doing this week. Uh, Besides reading every single article about Yo, Logan Paul, I gotta only. tell you what I'm doing this Free, week. Go. As soon as tell I get us, off, as soon as I get off, I had a tweet go pretty viral today, calling for Twitter to suspend uh, Donald Trump permanently from Twitter <laughs> for good, for good many, many, many reasons. They will never do it. But good to, job. As you were alluding to, uh, Christina, the nuclear button tweet. I yep. I kind of feel if you're threatening to nuke a country i feel like this is a tos violation fair I enough and i um, agree with you but you know they're always going to have the trump exemption I, always I, I agree so just Vox like they have the logan paul me. exemption on youtube it all connects time is all connect and you're dead on they do they have the paul brothers exemption we have the trump exemption yeah it, it is what it is yeah it's true so ezra klein saw that tweet and asked me to write a piece uh for that for vox uh hey, calling nice. for them to do that and i'm gonna kind of tell the the back channel story of all the stuff that's gone on. You know, Ellen Powell has called for this as well. And I don't know if you guys know Ellen, but like she is a rock solid, thoughtful, extremely, um, I wouldn't say cautious, but she's, she really thinks through things before she sure. says it. You know, this is the woman that said thumbs up to the Gamergate Reddit, you know, and mm-hmm. it's still there to this day. And she has called for this. So, you know, like there's, I, I really feel like this is the right call there. And I think like it's important. I, I am very sympathetic to the arguments that conservatives should have a space where they can, you know, voice their, their views. I, I, and I want that to be on Twitter. I just think you need to be able to do it without rape and death threats, you know? So <laughs> yeah, here we are. So dance. that's what I'm working on today. That's awesome. Yeah. They will never suspend him, but I'm but I'm very happy. I'm very excited I, to read your I, article. I, I hope. Yeah, I, hope I, I, I think it, it's absolutely worth saying. Like, no matter what Twitter's decision ultimately is, like, say it. Be a reasonable person, and I know you're going to say it in a, a good way. And uh, I'm really excited to read it. Awesome, Christina. What are you up to? Uh, back to work, doing a lot of videos. Um, I've got a big uh, a bunch of uh, my coworkers are going to be in town next week. I might actually need to have a replacement host next week. Hey. Uh, that reminds oh, no. me. Um, <laughs> but uh, so because we're going to have a big uh, kind of um, all hands thing with everybody on my team, so I'm excited about that. But uh, yeah, I'm actually. You know what? I'm really excited about you guys for the first time, and I don't know how long. I'm no longer going to CES nor covering CES from from New York. I'm like neither managing a team of reporters at CES nor at CES. I'm for the first time since probably 2008. I don't even know. It's been a really long time. So I'm really excited. I'm not going to be be CES next week. CES, I'm sorry. It's not that important to show. It's not. Uh, It it hasn't been in a long time. It has become, I I said this years ago and I actually said it last year when I was on a panel with, um, 
um, uh, uh, Brian Chen from um, uh, Brian X Chen from Oh, I uh, love Wired. him. The New York Times. Yeah, yeah, uh, for, for, yeah and and uh, uh, yeah, not Wired. Sorry, the New York Times and uh, some um, David Polk uh, was was on the panel. And there was a couple other people, and we were all kind of uh, uh, talking about. It. And I was like, "Look, CES is a car show." And like a really cheap electronics maker show. And everybody kind of looked at me. They're like, yeah, basically. I was like, because at this point, that's what's happened is that all the big vendors, Microsoft and, and, and um, you know, uh, Intel and like a lot of these big companies stopped going to the show. And so to fill up their space, they're like, oh, well, who else is going to take this booth space? They're like, oh, car companies. Mm-hmm. And like there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I personally like there are a lot of car shows. I, and- I'm psyched for that for that news. But as far as the tech industry, no, it's not <laughs> totally. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. The te- and the car industry already has their own kind of shows. So it's not as exciting um, as, as some, they don't like drop the big news at CES as they would at, at like the auto show, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, yeah, I mean, um, like BuzzFeed doesn't even my, Matt uh, Hona doesn't even send anyone from BuzzFeed to CES anymore. Which uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, that says all you need to know. BuzzFeed does not care. So anyway, Christina does not have to care. I'm very Yay. excited. Yay! I'm very and yeah, and that's why you're skipping I mean, the we'll show ta- next week. You're like, um, I'm yeah, out. I'll, I'm not going to talk about CES at all. Actually, that's funny. I will send you notes. So I will send you links. Yeah, please. I, I want you to pick like your favorite bad product. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anything's gonna overcome um the the, the smart hairbrush because that was really, really Yeah, really dumb. nothing could oh be that God. like the perfect intersection that. of useless and sexism. <laughs> you know, the smart hairbrush at Pepcom last year, when they told me it was like four hundred dollars, I was like, Are you serious? And I didn't even feel that good. I was like from I was like, Wow. But yeah, uh, it, it's I will find my favorite bad thing and I will send it off. You're Thank way, you. You're sure. doing I, I would pay anything for it. Can I tell you guys today? I, I was trying to straighten my hair at my new house because I don't have somebody to like do that here yet. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking around all my boxes for all my stuff and I'm like putting heat protection spray in my hair before I, you know, like fry it. And yeah, of course. I uh, dumped a entire bottle of exfoliant, <laughs> facial exfoliant no. in my no. hair after I'd spent like forever washing it. So then I had to go and waste a second hour like washing all that crap out of my hair, which no. is why I'm so far Okay, you know what I actually do recommend? It yeah. is expensive, but I like it. Is the uh, the, the the stupid four hundred dollar hair dryer from um, Dyson? Huh. I it's actually you, really good. I think you actually okay. talked about that when we were talking about the ridiculous hairbrush. I think yeah, you were like, the, everything the hair dryer that is expensive actually really is ridiculous, good. except... Except the hair dryer. The, the, hi- the hair dryer is actually really awesome. Okay, yeah, I'll check that out. That sounds great. Because like, uh, I, I could do a whole show on this, but yeah. Bad <laughs> hair problems. The Dyson Ugh. hair dryer is actually really good. Hair is... We should just shave it all off. <laughs> what am I doing I mean, this week? Uh, well, I no, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm preparing for the bomb cyclone. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw the Washington Post article about the weather that we're about to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's 12 inches of snow in Boston tomorrow. Yeah, Boston's going (laughs) to get it worse. Everywhere north of me is going to get it worse. Um, And honestly, it might not even be that bad here. Honestly, it probably won't because they always say it is and it never really is. Mm Mm-hmm. But they call I mean, the, it oh, the, a bomb cyclone. La- I, I, I understand that. I'm just saying like snowpocalypse. We've had all these things. This is the good news, Simone. The last time it was actually as bad as they said it was going to be was Sandy. And Sandy was Great. bad, but it was mostly the aftermath. Like if you were in Brooklyn, you were fine. And if you were as north as you are, you were fine. It was just like lower Manhattan that was like – That's the no thing. Power. And since I work in lower Manhattan, uh, and what they're saying is that there will be winds – as hurricane force winds, not like in New York, but off the coast. Uh, so in that case, I'm kind of like, Ugh. 
what's going to happen to Fight Eye? I don't know. Um, Simone's just going to work from home. I mean, when yeah. when 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 um when Mashable um's offices uh, didn't have power for a week during Sandy, we just worked from home. Yeah, and there I you had go. to take an Uber to Google to get um, a review unit Nexus Four. <laughs> um, and and I felt really bad for the guy who had to climb ten flights of stairs and down ten flights of stairs to give it to me because the elevators weren't working. Oh no, um, uh, poor guy. But uh, uh, it felt worse for the girl whose wedding was supposed to take place during the hurricane. That was really sad at the botanical garden. But oh. anyway, um, I'm just saying it's almost never as bad as they claim it's going to be. Okay, well I will update you on the bomb cyclone. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Once it happens, I've stocked up on food. I'm totally ready to spend the day working from bed. Uh, I'm yeah, totally. I'm content. All right, uh, Brianna, where can we find you online? You can find me at Space Cat Gal on Twitter, and you can support my campaign for Congress, where I will bring fact-based technology policy to the United States Congress. You can do that by going to supportbrianna.com. Facts. <laughs> Christina, where can we find you? Well, you can also find me at supportbrianna.com because that's really important. <laughs> and I want to give Brianna another plug. But no, actually, you can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters um, and the Instagrams and the Snapchats. And uh, uh, you can find my videos at channel9.msdn.com. And um, I will have a YouTube channel to kind of direct you to shortly. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Brianna, you legally do have to put a small picture of Christina on your website okay, now, yes, like in the lower fact. corner, I think. I that's agree. Like, I. I well, it, it's just quickly conveying the the information, like smart tech policy, and then you just save the paragraph <laughs> and put a picture of Christina, and it's like, there you go. It's just endorsements, all done. friend of Christina, and, 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 and I will say, I'm Christina Warren. I approve this message. I wrote whatever. <laughs> yes! Like, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. Yes! If you think if like when I okay a yes, please do that. But, <laughs> I totally do. But B, like if I win my race, I'm totally gonna be calling you. Like, what the freak is this bill they're handing me? Like, can you explain this to me, Christina? We're of totally course. gonna be doing that. <laughs> of course, so. girl. <laughs> oh. I love it. Uh, you could find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar and at YouTube.com slash Polygon. That's where you can find me. And you can find this show on Apple Podcasts where you can leave it a review. Uh, or you can tell your friends about it. Get us some new listeners. If anyone in your life that's confused about the Intel thing, let them know that there's a show that will explain it for them. And it's called Rocket on Relay FM. This episode of Rocket is terminated. It's it's not terminated because I forgot to tell you a quick story. Simone. Oh my god, tell me! I had a rocket listener come to one of my uh, campaign events recently, <gasps> yes! and they did not realize that you were not serious about doing the Encyclopedia Simone show oh, on no. Fox. So they were actually expecting that to happen. So I oh, want no. you know, rocket listeners are out there, and they want a show. On the Polygon channel of you, you going around solving. You, now, see, you I know you're being crimes. serious yeah. about this story. No, no she is being serious. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, Andrew, you, you tell Christopher Grant and you, you tell Ben Tuichera and you tell them that you want yeah. Encyclopedia Simone. Yes. Okay. Remind me, remind me what the format for this show was because we do have a pitch meeting coming up on Friday, and I honestly, I'm like, is, is it? Yeah, we, we'll have to go back and listen to it, but I think it was just Encyclopedia Brown. It, it's really being simple. Weird. Like, you go around Vox, and you talk to the security guards down there, and you go, like, is there anything suspicious going on lately? Like, something stolen from the Vox fridge, or suspicious people in the stairwell? 
anything. And you just go around and investigate crimes and try to get to the bottom of it. Like that would be the best YouTube show ever. I would it watch would. that every you week. You honestly just sold me on it. I wasn't totally sold on it last time, but now I'm bringing this to the pitch meeting. No, so. it really yes. is good. And, and okay, we, we, we do want like um, a, a, you know, story by or, or, or created by credit. Like I don't need money. <laughs> okay, I just yeah. need, I just need the credit created by Christina Concept. Warren. Brianna Wu. Yeah. Conceived yeah, by. Thank, thank you. Concept conceived by. Yes. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, okay. That's all we need. But, but genuinely that's like a great idea. Like you no, tell your, be great. you tell your bosses. And also now you have market research. Yeah. I know one people audience, want this. three audience. They don't need, you're, they, you're included. They, they don't need to know how many people. We just know that there are people out there. Yeah. The people <laughs> want Encyclopedia Simone. It's true. True story. All if right. you want Encyclopedia Simone, please tweet at Doom Quasar. <laughs> oh. Hashtag Encyclopedia Simone. Please uh, do that. Get and, and it on Chris trending. Grant to it. Yeah. Add Chris Grant to that. Just tweet at him right now. No. So <laughs> this episode of Rocket is terminated, I think. Terminated. Terminated. <laughs> <laughs>